Hello and welcome to this week's episode of In The Clock Ends Pre-Match Pint. And this week's Pre-Match Pint is obviously focusing on Leeds United at home, which is this Sunday the 8th of May. With me, as always, is our regular podcast host, Steve. How you doing, buddy? Good morning. How are you, mate? Sprite. I think that's the best way to put it. Not sprightly. I don't know, is it? Sprites? I don't know, yeah. You could be onto some of that. I don't know. Oh, sure. I'm sprightly. sprightly. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm good. I should have gone with something a bit more normal. I'm, I'm good, mate. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, it's it's not Wednesday, as we had to discuss pre-pod there. Steve's a day behind listeners, if you're wondering why I'm saying, I'm saying that. I live in my own world, right? I mean, absolutely the best way to be. My brain lives in paradise. And to be fair... That is a that is a paradise sort of situation because there's nothing worse than when you think you're a day ahead of yourself. You're a day behind, um, which, which isn't bad, mate, because that means days off are closer. Do you know what I mean? Literally, literally. So, um, and it's near the be... weekend, right? Exactly. It's shouldn't you know... we shouldn't wish our life away? But I'm always but I'm always looking forward. To the, I'm always looking forward. To the, I mean, no no one looks forward to a Tuesday, do they? No one goes, oh, it's Tuesday soon. Can't wait for for the nah, to work a I mean, nine five and watch M and Yeah. Oh, Not that I watch Emmerdale. Yeah, you do. You <laughs> fucking love that, don't you? Definitely yeah. do. More of a Hollywood. Very, very appropriate. Of all the, the soaps you could have gone for, I think that's very appropriate. You know, a Yorkshire-based, you know, farming fucking load of shite. I mean, yeah. Just for the record, tr- don't watch any soaps. Yeah, I don't know. What do you, what do you watch then? What's your rate? If you had to pick a TV show to go and watch, look at this. Down a rabbit hole. You know what, a minute. Do you know what I'm watching at the moment? Suits. The- I love Suits. Oh. Love Harvey Specter. What what a man! What a man! Um, what a man! I was watching it a few years ago, and I got to like three or four, and I, and I lost my way and started watching it. So I've sort of Same. started again. Yeah, because it does the first, just get a little bit like yeah, repetitive, it mate. It, it gets very repetitive, and also when they when Mike Ross and uh, obviously Meghan Markle, or whatever, what's her name in it? Rachel in it? Yeah, when Rachel Ross, yeah, and Rachel. it's not Ross and Rachel. Mike, Mike, no, Mike, Mike Ross in it. Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, obviously they leave. It does. That's when I kind of lost a little bit of interest because they leave. Do they? Was... So I've never got that did far. You not get that far. Fucking hell! Yeah, you're mad. Well, you just... well, obviously they did. Spoiler alert. Well, I mean it's obvious because she fucking married into well, kind of married into the royal family, mate. You know what I mean? Oh, was still going then? Was it? I thought it was. Yeah, it's long before. No, okay. Yeah, it's still going. Um, but no, the first episode that's actually top class. That's... To be fair. Yeah, especially when he's like, uh, you know, the, the guy's like, "What time's the pool open today?" Is it, or something like that, and it's the coppers waiting outside the hotel room. He's got, he's got uh, the uh, the, the yeah. suitcase of, the, well, you know, Mar- Mary Jane, Mary the suitcase Jane, full yeah. of the Mary Jane. Um, but uh, no, but weirdly yeah, that, as well. Just on, just on. on this, I used to get this a lot, right? That what, I look carry like, suitcases um, round of Mary Jane, of Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah, back in another life, mate. When I was a gang star. Um, no, just for the record, I've not dealt any drugs in my life. Um, yeah, it was a. I used to get told I looked like Mike Ross. I never saw it. Never saw it. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, yes. Yeah, if your hair was longer. you've got longer. If, if it, yeah, you've got quite short hair, so. But if you actually, just speaking of lookalikes, and this happened on the train journey home from Manchester, the Manchester game a couple of weeks ago, train manager come up to me, and I weirdly just come out from having a pace. So I was a bit freaked out by that. I was like, Jesus Christ, you I mean you're jumping on me? This is not the time to do it. I'm just coming out of the toilet, love. Do you know what I mean? And uh, excuse me, are you uh, are you on that show, um, Place in the Sun? And I was like, 
No, no, I'm not. Uh, but I know exactly who you're talking about because you're not the first person that said it. Mate, she she was convinced. She goes, I don't believe you. You're Johnny Irwin. You're, you're, you're him. Uh, have a look. Yeah, have a look at Johnny Irwin. Scroll a few images down. And there's one, mate. I swear to God, this bloke could be my my twin. It's it's the only lookalike that someone's given to me where I've gone, fuck me sideways. That's me. Yeah, if you're a bit blonder. I mean, he's got highlights. And you do have, if you had a bit more stubble. But yeah, you should have got, you should have, you should have gone with it. I'd have just been like, yeah, yeah, I am. Because she wanted home advice. And I was like, well, fucking hell. I should have, I'm just a TV host, love. I just get given a script. I don't know shit. Oh, yeah, that's what I should have said. But anyway, yeah, I had to show her ID anyway to prove prove her wrong. So she she didn't believe me. Yeah. So that was kind of funny. So there we go. Anyway, should we get, we actually, go. I think, you know, we've been waffling absolute trash. But before we dip into, you know, taking a look ahead to Leeds United at home and all the wonderful things that come associated with it, I do think it's, uh, as it's Thursday, Champions League was last night. And as much as we'd all love to be in it, and we're really not in a position to laugh at people that are in it. We're going but to I'm going to laugh anyway. Laugh. Yeah, fucking right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all day long. So, Let's be honest, one of the greatest semi-finals I can remember, if I'm completely honest with you. I think for the drama, the drama, Mick, I love it. Um, You know, all that sort of stuff. It was, the first game was incredible. It was never going to be topped. It wasn't until, what, 90 minutes? 89 minutes. It was our first shot on target, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um. They were in the final, mate. Imagine that happened to us. I'd be gutted. Um, I, I, had yeah. the, I had the radio on this morning. It was actually Classic mm. FM because that's what I listened to. What the fuck is that? Hang on. Yeah. Let's take a moment. What the <laughs> fuck are you listening to Classic FM for? How Every old night, are you? 30. But I listen to Classic FM all the time. Just just like it. Anyway, and they were, they obviously have a sports section and uh, they were interviewing some Man City fans uh, yeah. who'd already booked flights Oh, I booked my flight. Booked it. They booked it with like late in the game. I must have. They must have booked it at like as an 85, 86. Um, so you, didn't you can't watch... blame them. Well, in no. Way. But I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, Paris isn't that far anyway, right? So get the train like your... well, isn't it? Get the get the Eurostar. Um, you drive but, you know, if you I didn't. Want. Yeah, I didn't actually watch the game because we don't mm. have Sky, right? And, and I just hate watching streams. Um, mm-hmm. So I sort of follow, I was following it, you know, looking, um, watching, looking at the updates, and I sort mm. of thought, well, that's that's game over at one nil. Um, and then like my phone sort of erupts with a few messages, and it's like, wow, can't believe what's happened. I'm like, look at the score. I'm like, no way <laughs> that two one extra time. Like, um, but I was I was watching the extended highlights this morning, and he had some chances. That Jack Grealish one. Like how how that stays off the line and then seconds later puts it wide, just just absolutely mental. But yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Um, Yeah, there was there was some fantastic tweets. Um, On the subject of tweets, yeah, that was what I was going to bring up, and I don't know whether you saw this, but did you see some fucking moron was like, yeah, we really showed our lack of squad depth or something like that, and I'm like, what? Exactly the one, isn't it? Like. It was, it was a, the lack of squad depth cost us the end. You can't win a Champions League with 37-year-old backup um, and no striker. And this is from someone who's got 197,000 followers. Yeah. Honestly, 
I swear, I swear these people are just like 15 year olds. Like, it can't even be like, can't be absolute morons. Um, that is one of the yeah. stupidest things I've ever read, man. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Man C, as everybody knows, bar this fucking idiot, um, knows that they've got basically two starting 11s. It's but true. some of the responses are priceless. Obviously, as much as we HOC, I did really appreciate the response of uh, somebody just sending a picture of uh, a 37-year-old Thiago Silva holding yeah. the Champions League. <laughs> So, my my yeah. favourite one was uh, Man City have more squad depth than the entire Bundesliga, which I thought was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah. it's, I, I, we, we love to see it, don't we? Like, I think it was Gabby Bronhall was on Talk Sports Morning, or it might have been last yeah. night, and was saying, like, he doesn't really get that, you know, everyone wants to, wanted City to lose. He said he was in a pub watching it, and everyone was cheering Madrid. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. We, like, it's just a rivalry, right? And I'm sure in people watching Spain, We've wanted City to win. Like you never want your rivals to win. This whole idea about oh, you know, back English, English teams. Nah, not yeah. not in a mother Sundays. If, if we were playing um, Real Madrid, no one would yeah. be going away. Oh, Arsenal win tonight. Yeah, no, but there are some I'm, people. I'm, I'm out rightly there, so. No, but there are no, people out there. They're fucking odd. Actually, no, that's a bit harsh. Ch- oh, actually, I can't say that. That's that's not politically correct. <laughs> these yeah, people, like, these I, people my dad's one of them. In, a, in a home. <laughs> as we know, my dad is a bit of a square, right? We won't go into the reasons as to why, because if you've listened to the podcast long enough, we know what my dad used to do. Um, what did he used to do, Steve? Be a referee. There you go. Yeah. So that says a lot, right? But he'd always back the English clubs, always has done. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm, I'm like you. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, mate. If it's not Arsenal, I don't want to see some other English club, you know, win the Champions League. The thought of Liverpool winning it again is horrible. The thought, you know, that when, mate, nothing was worse when Tottenham got into that final, right? I've never watched a neutral oh. final as nervous as I did that for that. I, I, it was horrific, mate. Didn't, um, I didn't even watch it. I couldn't. I did. I, I, cook, I, I cooked meatballs, had some garlic bread and watched the movie and occasionally oh, glanced. That's a very uh, accurate memory, by the way. Just going to throw yeah. that out there. Well, you know how I remember it so well, because Steph actually went to Liverpool with a mate to watch it in the city mm. centre, like a big screening. Fair. And I just was like, I'm avoiding this game like the plague because, mm. yeah. And thankfully, they lost. Yeah, thank, thank, so my thank. Word, it, it, that That's basically me in real time going to um, like down to get a pint half-time yeah that is it, it? But that's, true. that's yeah. me i'm having meatballs and pasta and i'm watching only fools and horses with some garlic <laughs> garlic bread um, absolutely yeah, lovely stuff all right look we'll, we'll part that city lost in in funny fucking fashion excellent. i mean fuck, unfortunately five minutes jesus yeah Christ. unfortunately villarreal uh completely capitulated but it's always gonna happen yeah. As, as exciting as we all got, I mean, there's no way a team like Villarreal, no disrespect, can keep that intensity against a team like Liverpool. Liverpool are yeah. a phenomenal Ridic- footballing oh, side. Rid- ridiculous. Annoyingly so, ridiculous. Um, yeah, annoyingly like, ridiculous. Hope, but... Hopefully, Madrid beat them because like, they can't win another one. Imagine, would that be seven? It'll be seven, it, it? Yeah, it'd be seven, mate, yeah. But also... Getting silly now. I know, there's just something mad about that Real Madrid side, by the way. Oh, like yeah. three get like PSG batted down and out won the game mm. Chelsea batted down and out won the game Man City like it's just fucking ludicrous to be honest so look maybe we'll it's see. raining the stars for them in the Champions League stars uh, that they're going to win they've it. won and it you know a lot as well I think they'd they, be there 13, 14 something like that that's mental yeah they've that won it incredible amount of times 
And then um, there's little anyway, stasis. Yeah, devil, but hey, <laughs> yeah, Steph said to me last night, how many times have Arsenal won it? Like, but like not being, not joking. She was, oh, they Arsenal win it. I said, no, <laughs> we've never, we don't talk. I said, Arsenal European football, it just. Not great, is it? Yeah, it's, not it's not great. great. It's not great. But hey, we've great. won a lot of FA Cups. So, you know, oldest, yeah. co- oldest cup competition in the world. We'll take the small victories. Yeah, if I stick the Champions League at your ass. <laughs> shall we? Shall we? Get yeah, we to shall. Leeds anyway. Yeah. So Leeds United this Sunday, four thirty. Um, let's have a quick look back over the game, and there's two games to look back on. Um, oddly, in this pre-match point, because we've played them twice at home this season. Once, obviously, um, in the Premier League, and that was on 18th of December, and that was when that pre-Christmas run, which. I'm sure all of us remember, was a lot of fun because there were a lot of goals uh, and we looked really tasty. But before that, we actually faced them in the uh, the Carabao Cup, Coca-Cola Cup, whatever the fuck you want to call it these days, League Cup. Probably best to just call it Carling League Cup. Cup, isn't it? Carling Cup, Milk The Cup. Worthington was, Cup. That's mad though, isn't it? We had a cup competition solely sponsored by Milk. 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 I also like the Worthington Cup because it was like the Worthless Cup. Yeah, and now it's sponsored by well, a soft it? drink. You ever drank a Carabao? Is that what it's called? Me and energy drinks. Yeah, Carabao Cup. Me, Red Bull, fucking monster. Nah, absolutely disgraceful, we... mate. Yeah. Okay. We're so going we're off on the tangent again. Yeah, we will. You will encourage <laughs> me to tangent. do that. So back to Easy. the Carabao Cup game then. Another another victory at home it was a two 0 win. Um, I'll have to admit when I watch back, you know, the highlights before jumping on the podcast, not not a lot stood out from the game, if I'm honest. Um, I mean, the goals were not memorable at all, but slightly memorable when you watch them back. You go, oh, it's one of those where you watch them and you go, oh, fucking yeah, Jesus. So Callum Chambers, no longer with us, obviously, came off the bench to score with his first touch with a, not a thumping header, but a header that literally just crossed the line uh, and then got given by VAR. And then the second goal was uh, Eddie and Ketcher. You know, he's really come to the fore the last few weeks, but you know, he rounded the keeper and you know, had a whole, a whole empty net to end, you know, to, to slot it into and then scuffed it into the bottom corner side netting. Where for, I think a lot of us saw for a minute it might not make it or even just miss the target altogether. So, I mean, that was the Carabao Cup game. I mean, for me, it wasn't memorable. Do you remember much about this game, Steve? To be honest, until you actually mentioned it about 10 minutes ago, I'd forgotten <laughs> all about that game. Um, I, I'm just I'm just looking at the lineup here. Hmm. It was a we had Klazan actually in that day. Me, um, did we? Maitland Niles started as well. Um, wow. Pepe Pepe had a rare outing. Leno in goal. It was, to be fair, we went we went quite strong. We had a strong bench. We had Party Saka Lacazette. Hmm. Uh, well, that's about it, really. The <laughs> most the interesting thing, Mavarez, yeah. Balogun. I mean, yeah, it should be a bit experimental, isn't it? But there was one interesting topic of conversation that day. Um, again, which I completely forgotten about. Um, and it's happened a few times this season as well, to be perfectly honest with you, Stephen. I don't know, I'd love to know kind of what your your thoughts on this are. A few times this season, our goalkeepers have decided. I don't know whether they decide actually. I'd love to know where the decision actually comes from. Um, but they have decided to wear our away strip in goal. I mean, we've seen Leno wear that, you know, last season that, you know, the the white away kit. And this season we've seen the uh, the piss yellow, as we like to call it, the piss yellow away shirt. 
a little bit of a strange one, isn't it? Mm. Um, I think Leah mentioned there was a reason for it. Uh, if you remember back a few months ago, I think it was something to do with like, I mean, it comes down to financials, right? It's it's all about it to be. the Wonga. Um, yeah, not a fan of it. No, it's awful. I just, I mean, to be honest, I think I don't really like any of, of like the modern goalkeeper shirts. I think they all sort of look just like because like obviously they're not they're designed a lot different. Now you're a goalkeeper, you know what the old goalkeeper shirts are like? Very sort of heavy, very padded. Yeah. Um, Almost like reminiscent of like a, a hockey jersey, but like obviously not as big bit. and baggy. Yeah. Um, and I just think I just think they look very sort of vanilla these days and very sort of like um, not not very memorable. You know, just sort of like it, it could just be a, a it look they look like almost like a generic training top. Um, so Wait I think you know, yeah, I, I, I sort of like the idea, but then I just think like. Yeah, the, 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 there's a, there's only one reason behind it, and it's yeah, it's, it's, it's the money. Because when you even look yeah. back to that game, right? I mean, let's be honest. How many goalkeeper kits come out every season? Commercially, that you can buy, probably maybe only one or two, but usually there's about four choices of colours, right? And they're all mm. pretty fucking loud. Let's be perfectly honest. Green, I mean, look, orange, if you look this season, yeah. green, orange. I think there might even be a blue one. And you know, Leeds United that night were playing in dark blue. Why, you know, why can't we wear a green one then? Do you know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah, when you look at it like that, it's it's, it's Obviously, a commercial decision, um, but yeah, it just looks fucking odd. Uh, I'm not, not, a fan. it does look odd, kind of like more the reverse of it's kind of like in a way, it's like when a goalkeeper gets sent off and you've used all his substitutes, and an outfield player has to put on a goalie shirt, it looks fucking odd, right? You know, he's got yeah. this big shirt on that don't fit him, uh, and then there's someone else's gloves on. Let's be honest, goalkeeper's hands are usually massive, so they've got these big fucking. <laughs> Massive gloves on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just looks odd, mate. Um, it, it used to yeah. happen at Sh- like uh, Sheffield United when they had Neil Warnock. They, mm. He never had a substitute on the on the uh, goalie on the bench. Mm. Something like um, like Phil Jagielka used to have to go and golf them all the time. And yeah. then you'd wear this, draping this massive sort of nighty, <laughs> you know, huge goalkeeper shirt. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's a. Uh, Has that ever happened to us? No, I, think to, I don't think it has. No, because I think it's sensible to have a goalkeeper on the bench, especially with um, our luck in terms of like yeah, injuries. But I think it's whatnot. not just about having a keeper on the bench. I think there's just been times where you've had a keeper on the bench, but you've had you've used all your subs. Was there a game where we had two sub, uh, two goalkeepers on the bench once? Yeah, definitely to make up the numbers because we're you know yeah. like Man City, we don't have a lot of squad depth, mate. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there we go. There we go. But. uh yeah, look, we get on to the, the, yeah, the full one. Kits aside, yeah. Let, I mean, yeah, we like we discussed. Other than, you know, I think, look, let's be honest, we got more conversation out of goalkeeper kits there than we did the actual game. So that says everything you need to know about that. But yeah, the game pre-Christmas there, 18th of December, mixed memories for both of us. Oh. Uh, obviously, we were both actually supposed to be uh, at this game. Yeah, it's a little bit of a sore subject for both of us, isn't mm. it? Yeah, I, um, I spunked away... 250 quid on a flight I never took result um, we're supposed to have a lovely day out um, at Leeds didn't get any way in corporate but... weren't you in the corporate yeah, as well yeah it was gonna yeah well not corporate because I had to pay with for the, it was, the, it wasn't a free with the prawn sandwich with the prawn yeah sandwich prawn brigade. sandwich brigade me and Roy Keane are gonna be out there you know dishing out um, but no it's, I had to cancel it mate because of fucking Covid um, so yeah that was fun uh, really fun and when you see the result we had as well it would have been good fun. It would have been extra fun 
being in, you know, in and amongst Leeds fans, giving it a big one. Because I'm one of those, yeah. mate. I can't hold back my celebrations. Even I'll never forget. And funny enough, Leeds always has, you know, Leeds fixture always has a bit of a soft spot in my in my heart, mate, from growing up. I've got family up in Yorkshire, so it was a game I used to go to quite a lot growing up. And uh, also Bradford City. What a shit all that is, by the way. And I'll never forget going to to watch the game. Um, and we were in the Bradford City end. Uh, we lost 2-1, which was pretty shit. Omri unleashed a banger from like 25, 30 yards into the far bottom corner. Me and my cousin, he was a few years older than me, to put it this way, let, both leapt up going mad. He nearly got in a fight. Um, yeah, it was a bit <laughs> funny. But, you, you know, when you just, you know, you kind of, sometimes it's just, I love, you must have been you know, young then, though. Jesus, I think I would have been, what, this would have been, what, 98, I reckon? So, yeah, I would have been like 12, 13. 12, 13. In and away. Fighting with going. the Bradford Massive. Well, not me, because obviously I'm a kid, mate. They can't do shit to me. But, you know, I was a, a little bit gobby growing up. If that doesn't surprise you, nothing will. Um, I just love giving it. I love football banter, mate. But this banter, and that's mm. how it should stay. So, you know, jumping up, scoring, giving it the Vs. We've all yeah, seen the yeah. kids on TV being little pricks. That was me. Um, because I love it, mate. That's one, you know, it's, it's the you know, it's one of the, the, the theatrical circus, right? Aspects. Yeah, yeah, the circus, you know, the theater, and it's like what's it called at Christmas? Oh, the pantomime. Yeah, it's like the pantomime mm. of football. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love all that, but it should stay like that, you know, fighting and all that, getting a bit. Nah. No need yeah, for that. Absolutely. There's MMA lads. If you want to ruck, you don't you can legally go and kick shit out of each other in this day and age, and no one's going to batter an eyelid about it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just go and play Call of Duty. Yeah. Grab oh, that's not Do what you like on there. Grand Theft Auto, yeah. I just, I just <laughs> want to go on a killing spree and get the fucking police out. I want five stars. I want five stars. I'm going to raid the army. See how long <laughs> you can keep those five stars on for. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember, though, if it got too intense, you had cheats back in the day, you could turn it off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. One, oh, I'm going to hide. Quick. I'm going to hide. No, yeah. I'm going to hide quick. Yeah. Get the fuck it. I don't want the army after me anymore. It's getting a bit too and much. You get the, and then the SWAT team would come down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when yeah, the SWAT, SWAT team came yeah. down, you knew, you knew, you knew, Shit was going to hit the fan. Yeah, absolutely. What a game, by the way. And yeah. I think we'll, eventually we'll get Grand Theft Auto 6 in 2035, uh, by all accounts. Yeah. That's how it's looking. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, back to the game. As we, you know, we are literally just sorry, listeners. You know, I mean, Luke, I know you come here for the Arsenal content, but sometimes we do know how much you appreciate us talking absolute shite. And it is a pretty much point show. So, there we exactly. are. Exactly. We've had a couple. I'm glad with, mate. I'm yeah. six coffees in. I'm, six coffees I'm belligerent. In. I'm, wired. I'm, I'm belligerent. Um, but yeah, look, we, we're all, we've all had a few, you know, um, and this is how it should be. So back to the, the game. It was a cracking game. Uh, this was the time when Leeds were mental. Also, this was a sort of that period when games were getting called off quite a lot. And all I think we all look back on it. And that, why the fuck they didn't ask for this to be called off is beyond me. That's mm. probably beyond you and many others. Um, because they, they fielded a team which a lot, I mean, look, I don't know a lot of their players anyway, no disrespect to Leeds, maybe quite a lot. Take your pick. Um, I, I, you know, they had to make so many changes and we were good, mate. It was a 4-1 win, obviously. Martinelli got on the score sheet twice that day. Um, first goal was a uh, wonderful, wonderful curling finish. One of those that you just love to see, you know, aesthetically very pleasing. Um, after some... You know, some some dogged work, I mean, from Lacazette, which is, you know, what we loved him for. Um, 
he then got put through by by Lacazette possibly as well. No, he'd been someone else, so correct me if I'm wrong. Um, took a couple of touches. Looked like one of them was going to be a little bit heavy, but then he, he produced a lovely little dink, dinked finish uh, to make it two. And then we were actually three up before half time. Again, not classic Arsenal build-up play. Uh, you know, it was bobbling around in the box a little bit and Saka uh, managed to... Took a deflection, didn't it, as well? Yeah, took a deflection as well, which beat the keeper. And that was 3-0 and that was basically game over. Um, ben White gave away a penalty in the second half to make it 3-1. Bit clumsy on his part. Um, and as an Arsenal fan, you always worry, mate, even at 3 or 4 nil up, please don't. Uh, we've been there, we've worn that T-shirt and it still scars us to this day. Uh, but we went on to to actually, you know, resoundingly finish the game off. Odegaard picked up the ball in the middle of the field uh, and then played one of the most delightful dinked through balls uh, to Emma Smith Rowe, um, who fired into the into the middle of the goal pretty much. So it wasn't the most emphatic finish, but still, a, you know, a good goal. Um, and that that was that. Um, what what do you remember? Obviously, other than the pain of not being there, what what do you remember? About that. Yeah, well, obviously, I got I picked up COVID on the Tuesday before. I'd been to Southampton away, um, Southampton at home on the Saturday, and I think that's when I got it because I remember COVID was rife, like yeah. everyone was getting it. And you mentioned yeah. like there was loads of games being called off, and Leeds, uh, I think Leeds went down to the, the local schools on on the Saturday morning, trying to pick up people to feel that day. They did, yeah. Um, but no, it, it was a great game nonetheless. Um, I remember being quite nervous beforehand. You know, Leeds is is known for its atmosphere, and their fans are you know a mm. bit of an in, interesting bunch to to say the least. Bobby, I remember Aaron Ramsdale giving some proper shit outery. I think he was like giving them the shush or something. And they were and there's, there's some great videos from some Leeds yeah. fans like vlogging. Yes, and they're all going F off Ramsdale. You see you next Tuesday, and you know, really yeah, love all that stuff. He's a Yorkshire lad, isn't he? He was yeah. obviously, and he played for Sheffield United. Yeah, uh, played for Sheffield United. Funny. Was that the first sort of time where Aaron Ramsdale started to, to you know, to shit house or housery as they like to call it on a Peter? Maybe uh, I think that was when the sort of yeah, maybe around that time there might have been a few fans before, but I think that's where like there was a time at, at Leicester when they went your shit ah and he turned around yeah, and sort of that joined was in quality. as well. Yeah, that, that um, was quality. But um, yeah. going back to the game, yeah, it, it was it was a great game and it's, we started really well. I remember Lacazette had an early chance which you missed and you think, oh God. yes. Because, you know, like we've said many times, it's such an unpredictable Arsenal team. You feel like we're not a team who scores many goals, so you think we've got to take these chances. But I had nothing to worry about. You know, Martinelli had a great game, scored two really nice goals. Um, Saka scored a third, and then obviously we had, we had the penalty, but then uh, yeah, we put the game to bed. It was a lovely goal, that fourth, and you touched upon it there, that, that Odegaard ball. Such a <laughs> lovely pass, and then Smith-Rowe finished wow. And, uh, yeah, all round, really nice win. And just good that we weren't there to enjoy it, especially in that, that lovely, that blue kit, which is a, a real fan favourite. But yeah, all round, massive win was it, it at the time. It's one of the few kits we've actually had lately where I'm like, you know what, I'd love to hold on to that for another season. I actually would. Yeah. Like I do love yeah. it, mate. I think it's such a... It's a shame, isn't it? I really loved it with the red socks, by the way. Just going to throw mm, that no. out there. No, not yeah. uh, It's not a personal choice. Because I always like loved the... The you know we I think we spoke about it on the last pre-match pod and it was the what the O two O three away kit because it had the blue but it had red trim yeah. I, maybe not fully red socks but it's even with the shorts obviously it's got the the white added asterisk like oh just make those red yeah Jeez. yeah 
because it's yeah anyway look that that's just me being very uh very picky but like i've just said i would hold on to that kit for another season because i think it's absolutely mm. immense yeah agree modern classic agree but there was the only other notable thing that you know after you know we cruised to this game you know to the, the three points in the end but there was a one of those granite Xhaka moments uh not long into the second half you're three nil up and he goes in for a bit of a challenge on somebody. And it, mate, he's lucky not to see red. Um, I think he got away with a book. And it's more of a, it's yeah. kind of like a stamp challenge, if you know what I mean. Not like a stamp off the ball or anything, but it was one of those where you stood up right. Yeah, he went down on the player a little bit. Um, and I remember watching, as we, as we do, I mean, look, I love, uh, actually, do you know what I'm going to say? I love Brian Zaka. I don't know why. He's, he's completely That's, changed. What's a U turn? A U turn yeah. of the season, that is. That is a U-turn, but I just think fair fucks to him, mate. Like I, it'll, it'll always divide opinion. I always thought the treatment he got that day against Palace was harsh, not very nice, mate. You don't, as an Arsenal supporter, mate. That's not supporting, in my opinion. It's just not. You, no matter how shit someone is, it's like when it, when it happened to a Bowie, mate. I hated it. It's just not very nice. I think. I think without really getting into another rabbit hole, I think that was Can't a mixture of emotion of the club at the time there, and I think he was yeah, sort of maybe. like. Maybe the scapegoat. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying. Um, back on the leads, there was there was also an incident right that that was um, looked into in terms of was it like a betting. There was it like Jacques, oh, yeah, was, yeah, it was at that game, and there was like an incident. I'm not sure. It was, there was it was around that time anyway, and I think it was it was like Granite Jacques maybe there was like a I don't know maybe a yellow card or someone to kick the ball out. I can't really remember. Hmm. That went quite pretty, pretty swiftly, though. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. until you just mentioned that, I could basically pretty much forgotten about that, to, to yeah. say the least. But yeah, I think, you know, not, not too much to touch on there for, for the rest of that game. Lovely away day. Uh, one of our biggest away wins of the season, if not the. Have we had any Unfortunately, I don't think uh, Norwich, maybe. Was it five? We scored in five at Norwich. Yeah, that was in that run as well, pre-Christmas. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I think it might have been the like, it, it it sort of it came quite apparent uh, soon after that the leads were absolute shit. <laughs> they were, yeah. <laughs> At the time, we were like, "That's a massive win," but yeah, yeah. Leeds love to ship goals, which I'm sure we'll get onto when we kind of uh, preview uh, Sunday. Which should we do that? Look at me, yeah, sort of coming back in. I'm sort of fighting for hosts here. I'm like, yeah, no, you can't just let it be, can you? This oh, is one be. of those. You were like. Steve's one of those. You'd be like, yeah, you, you, you know, you host this one, and then literally five minutes before, should we do? Should we do this? Should we do that? And I'm like, fucking ask Steve. Do you just want to host I'm it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but look, yeah, it's a weird one because yeah, coming, you know, coming back round to the game on Sunday, there's not a lot we can take from this game. You know, like previous games, um, you can look at what you did in the game earlier that season, but because that lead side around that time was just batshit mental to say the least. The football they played was just. Crazy under Bielsa, um, you know, towards the end of his tenure at the club. And it actually was. Look how entertaining they were in their first first season. It was mad to watch at times. So, you know, with a new manager who's come in recently enough, they've had their new manager bounce. So it's hard to look back and think it's going to be anything like that. Obviously, they're, they're going to have some players back. Obviously, one of their players broke his leg last week, didn't he? Stuart Dallas, I believe. Yeah. God, no, I miss that. It's one of those I where I can't say I follow Leeds that much. So, no, I was just watching it because I think it was one of the games, maybe Super Sunday. Stuart Dallas, it was. You went in, mate. Yeah, it, it's one of those where you look at it and go, "Serves you right for being a twat." As harsh as that sounds, he went oh. in to do Jack Grealish himself and ended up breaking his own leg. That's all you need to know. Uh, and it's, it, it wasn't a horrific one, if you know what I mean. 
We're not right. talking about limbs in that point and in directions they shouldn't be. Uh, but looking at the form guides going into this, as we all know, Arsenal have come off the back. Of, if we look at the last five fixtures, you know, two losses and then three fantastic wins on the bounce. Uh, yeah, Le- Leeds are uh, solid enough. They haven't lost in their last four games. Um, so they lost, drawn, won, drawn, won. So it's not going to be they easy. Lost, they lost their last game, though. Oh, I've looked at that the wrong way. Yeah, apologies. I've looked at that the wrong way around. So, you know, blame me. Blame me for that. But yeah, they lost. The but they have, been on, they, they have been on a good run, haven't they, to be yeah. fair? Yeah, they have. They, they're um, not shipping as well, apart from Saturday. Uh, Saturday, they, they haven't shipped as many goals as they have been. You know, in the, hmm. the later days of the kind of the last days of Bielsa, they were nice. just you know, teams were scoring for fun um, yeah. against them, weren't they? No, absolutely. They really, really were. Um so, you know, they, they have studied it a little bit. And I think, you know, we're at business end of the season, mate, aren't we? There are, there are no easy games. Um, I mean, look, we've, you know, some of the games, obviously, look, we'll come on to Spurs at some point. Um, that's the looming around the corner. Uh, but yeah, Leeds at home, you'd look at tradition and go, look, no, there is no such thing as a banker, unless it's Norwich um, in, in the Premier League. And, you know, playing them at home, usually, though, you'd be like fairly confident. And I think we still are coming to this, but because they are fighting for their Premier League status, they're going to be well up for it. But then again, how we should look at it is go, well, look what we've got to fight for. Um, mm. And it's also just on that point, how nice is it to be at the tail end of a Premier League season with four games to go and there's just so much to play for. It feels like it's been forever since we've been in such a position where the league games towards the, you know this stage of the season actually mean something. Yeah, I mean, as a football fan, you know, you've got the, not that I care, you know, personally, but you've got the title race, mm-hmm. um, Liverpool, Liverpool City, can, you know, mm-hmm. personally don't really care about that. But yeah, as for us, top four, and also like, it's always quite interesting to look, watch a relegation battle, you know, oh, and Leeds are right in it, you know, and we're going to play a big part in that because we've got, we've got to play yeah, Everton and Leeds in the running. Um, and absolutely. You know, it's 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 really tight down there. So I think you make a great point. I think you summed it perfectly. There's no easy game. Um, but listen, home game, home advantage. Um, I'm I'm quietly confident. You know, I think Inform. I think I think we should get there. Yeah, and I think listen, there's a massive game on Saturday. Dare I say, Tottenham against Liverpool. Um, How scared are you I'm, about that, though? In general, because obviously we all look at them. What I mean by scarred is, I'm, and I remember this vividly because we went to the Brentford game. Right, that same day, I was on the bus. Back to Stansted Airport because there were no fucking trains because of the goddamn weather. Um, oh, yeah, I remember. Tottenham played Man City away that day. And you just yeah. think, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Hurts me. Is, that it, does, but... is, it at Am- is it at Anfield? Yeah, yeah, it is at Anfield. It is at Anfield. <sighs> and it, oh, you know what? It's 7.45. That's a weird... That's... 7.45 on a Saturday. Don't agree with that shit. That's but... bizarre. And it's Brighton, Man United, half five. That'd be a good evening of football. Um, the whole day of football over here, then. Yeah. Obviously, we get a three o'clock game on a Saturday in Ireland, which oh, is great. All right. Yeah, good. Great for, good for you. Um, right. No 12. But uh, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. I, I, I think Liverpool get a result there. I can't see. I mean, it could bite me on the ass. And, and you know, I hate to make predictions, but I can't see Liverpool losing. And I'm not saying Tottenham gets from the game, but I think listen, if 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 you said to me now it's gonna be Liverpool gonna draw, take that. If Liverpool draw, that would take Tottenham within one point of us. We win. That's, you know, do you know what I mean? Any, any drop points. As long is as good. they don't win, 
Yeah. Um, I'd rather but have I a five-point gap, though. <laughs> God, yeah, absolutely. But I think I think Liverpool. I think Liverpool win that. Um, I don't think you know, Tottenham have been the best of form recently. They beat Leicester, you know, Mixed. on the weekend quite comfortably. Leicester kind of had one eye on there. They got the they got their conference. Yeah, Europa League tonight. conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this Leicester have been a real mixed bag, haven't they? So, oh, massively. Listen, yeah. If 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 we if we can get a result, and Liverpool can get a result, you know, it puts in the driving seat. Go to Tottenham on Thursday, and really was. Yeah, we'll see, right? We'll see. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's like it, I mean, I think we all know it as well. This is. As much as there are tricky games, we just said, I mean, even Newcastle away is going to be tricky, right? Um, I, I think we all know that from a top four title point of view, top four title, top four um, position point of view, there's a lot of uh, lot at stake this weekend. It's a pivotal, it feels like it's going to be a pivotal weekend. And we, mm. yeah, well, look, let's just hope it goes our way. Um, and yeah. we come out with that five point gap. We live in hope, right? What do you reckon then for the lineup, Steve? Is there anything that you think is going to be slightly different? Any tweaks? I mean, I think there's only Without... one question mark, really, isn't there? Really? Go on. Start on the front. No, oh, okay. I think Ben White for me. Uh, obviously, uh, being out of the squad. Is he? Is he definitely out? Is he? Well, no. Sorry, he was out for the West Ham game with a with a hams, hamstring injury of some description. Um, I mean, you have noticed he's been heavily strapped for the last number of weeks. Um, one of his one of his hamstring yeah, hands being just so. say that he's he's unlikely to return. I mean, you bring Rob Holden in, don't you? Mm. But then who you bring who you bring on? We, we, <laughs> you can't bring Rob Holden on if he's already on. Um, I mean, I think I think it'll be the as we said last week, uh, it'll be the same sort of thing. It's going to be the same sort of eleven as we always see. Um, whether he's going to bring in Tommy again, if he's fit, I think he'll go with him. I honestly think he might pull Tavares. Just because he's such a liability, but I said this last week. No, I, I just, I just, um, yeah. There was a few interesting articles actually about the, the chaos theory. You know, the the, the chaos mm. and stability that you that, that Arsenal have under with Torres and Tommy Asu. Um, mm. I think he'll probably go with. I think he might bring Smith Smith Rowe, Martinelli, either or, and then yeah, either or again, with, isn't it? There, and, and then the then rest I picks think, itself. Do you reckon he'll keep with that? Stay with Eddie? Maybe he will. Yeah, I don't know. I think so. oh, absolutely. Mate, I thought we had a really good game. There's. Look, there was yeah. only one chance I thought he should have buried and was very close to. Uh, but he was right. he, he played well, I think, mate. I think, and, and I also, think he should have scored, though. No, he should have. Yeah, there was one chance in particular, like we discussed on, on the post-match podcast there. And it's like, yeah, it just went you know, millimetres past the post. But I'm sorry. You had, when you look at there was one angle from behind him, when you look at the amount of space he had to hit. Yeah, he should have scored. But it was everything else that he brought to the table that day. Was better. It's, it's, it's better than Lacazette. It just is because he gives you a different option. He's he's actually got relatively good at holding up the ball, um, trying to link up the play, but he's also got that ability to be able to run in behind, which Lacazette does not have. We all know. Yeah, that. and and against the Leeds team who do lead goals, um, mm. having that pace, you know, having that pace of sort of Martinelli, Smith Rose, um, yeah. Saka, Eddie and Odegaard, these sort of players. You know, it could uh, could have a field day, couldn't it? So it really could. Um, on Tavares, though, I thought actually when you you know the second half, the first half he was a bit all over the shop against West Ham. The second half he's actually pretty good. Um, there I yeah. say it, he was pretty solid, a few clearances. But I think one thing, thinking of these games that are coming up, and because we're at the business end of the season, I think we've all noticed that Arsenal definitely have a defined way in which we like to play, and that's to entice the press, and then you know play out from back. 
That's what we like mm. to do. And when teams don't press us, we struggle a little bit. Um, but I think these games, especially when, you know, you look at Leeds and, you know, you look at the Everton game, for example, and you also you look at Tottenham to, a, to an extent, because these teams have something to go for, they're going to have to come on to us as well. They can't just sit yeah. off. And I think that might play into our hands. We are a counter-attacking team. Um, and we do it very well. When teams press us and we break that press, yeah. No, I agree. Know, that's where we are strongest. So I'm hoping, hoping that that's kind of how the, these games go. But you never know. I think, yeah, I, I would agree with that. You know, I've said it before um, that, you know, we are at our best when, when teams are, are coming at us. You know, when teams sit in, it makes it, you know, we're not, we're not, we struggle to break down teams, but I think, like, yeah, I think Leeds are going to have to do something, right? They, they're they're Absolutely, fighting yeah. for their lives. At some point, um, they're going to have to, yeah, they can't just sit off us for 90 minutes at this yeah, stage of the so, season, they can't. Yeah, I'm quietly confident. Um, mm. And I think we're coming off, I think it's an ideal time to be playing at home. But listen, you know, in the grand scheme of things, football is such an unpredictable game, right? If you'd have said to me a few weeks ago, we're going to lose to Brighton and Southampton Palace, I'd have said, not, not them up for Sundays. At the same time, to win the following three. (laughs) Yeah, would you've beaten Chelsea, United, West Ham? So you can't take anything for granted. Every game is difficult in the Premier League, you know. Um, But at the same time, you know, there's a reason you lead to where they are. Mm. Um, I think if it was at Ellen Road, different conversation. But I think I think we'll be alright. I think we'll be alright. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and I think also just on that, you know, you know, before we come onto the last bit of the the leads kind of build up, and that's. Even away from home, I feel like what we've just talked about plays into hands. Because generally, when you're a team that plays at home, you're expected to take it to the opposition, right? And sometimes I felt like that has played into our hands. Um, and I'm sure there's a number of games we could probably rewatch, which we won't, because we're not those people. Um, and, and it will be a case of, oh, yeah, that, there's a clear pattern there when you know we're away from home. But anyway, last little segment of pre-leads, um, as we like to do, is just look back at kind of any you know classic games or any games that kind of stick out in our memories and goals that uh, you know along the way now look it's a tricky one with Leeds and this isn't a slight dig but they did disappear for a number of years there um after we won the league unbeaten uh, they didn't resurface back to the premier league until last year yeah which is absolutely mental when you think about mm-hmm. it to be honest with you so unless you're as old as I am, uh, where you do have some memories of Leeds United being a Premier League uh, Premier League team, there's not a lot in there. A couple of cup games along the way. So I'll throw it straight over to you. Um, what what sort of memories and goals kind of spring to mind when Arsenal play Leeds? There's quite a few around that sort of early 2000s period. Um, yeah. There's some good and bad ones. You know, like we mm. like we talked on the pre, like we talked before we started recording. Like Leeds love to to hand Man United league titles, don't they? They're a bit of a bogey team. Um, um, but there were some fantastic victories in there as well. Um, I remember the 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 four one in uh, the twentieth of September two thousand two. There's a couple uh, of four that. ones around that time. Yeah, so we beat four one. Yeah, and then we beat them the following season four um, one in both the league and the cup in yeah. the yellow strip and then we beat yeah. him 5-0 when Omri scored four goals if you remember that was when we were pretty much close I think I think had we wrapped the title up by then no April. Oh, no probably not um, yeah but yeah we were yeah, on the yeah. way um, and then and then we didn't actually play him again uh, until the 8th of January 2011 and that was when we drew 1-0 when Cesc Fabregas scored in the last minute huh. if you remember oh yeah. so this it was a penalty oh, so hang on then. Just out of interest then, because I thought you were going to go straight into the, the game, which obviously springs to mind around that sort of time. Was that a replay? 
that Thierry Henry came back for? No, no, no. So Henry came back the following season. So we drew one all with them. And then, Mm. because I remember, because I actually went to Welland Road for um, the FA Cup replay. Uh, Mm. We beat them 3-1. And then the following season, we beat them 1-0 in the FA Cup. And that's when Henry scored. So we actually played him three times in the space of two seasons. And then we didn't play him again until 2020. Which is crazy because if, if you look at the head-to-heads, like pretty much for the 80s and 90s, it's every season. And then just yeah, every massive season. gaps pretty much. And they just they disappeared off the league one, didn't they? Yeah, they did for quite some time. And I just, you know, Leeds were a big side mate when they went down. It was mad when they went down because, you know, they were in the Champions League semi quarterfinals and semifinals literally just before that. Um, so to watch yeah. them go down, it'd be similar to Everton, mate, if Everton go down this season. It's very, very similar. So. Um, but it goes, so. goes to show, yeah, me too. It goes to show how tough the championship is, mate. You know, a big yeah. side like Leeds going down, it, it, it took them, you know, the guts of 14, 15 years to get back, which is absolutely insane. But the, you, know, the, you, you know, the last time we actually lost to them was that 3 2 in uh, 2003. That's the last time they beat I didn't us. want to bring it up because I did write it down. They are, you know, they are the party poopers, mate, for us. They 20 do years like to ago. Kiss on our parade. There was a cut, like you touched on already. I mean, you said it, we were discussing it before we came on, but. A certain Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank springs to mind very late in a season. And then unfortunately, a Harry, a Harry Kuehl screamer um, yeah. at Highbury. Um, I mean, like like I said, though, this is a question that I'd love to throw out to everybody, really. And I'd have to think about it. We, you, you kind of gave an answer. And I, was, I said, well, you know, if, he did, if we didn't lose that title in 02-03, would we have gone on to be invincible in 03-04? And you actually said, I'd rather have had back-to-back Premier League titles, um, yeah. which I think I kind of agree with. But I also do like being the only team to have won the Premier League. I'm being so unique. But when you watch that season back, we were so good. Yeah, we were. And the fact that we, and we were top of the league. I mean, I've said this so many times in this podcast. We were top of the league for so much that season. We'd have actually won it three times in a row if we'd have won it that season as well. Because we won the double, that would have been tasty. Yeah, and they, they, we we were we just it was it was it was Villa Park and it was that game with Bolton, and then Man United obviously came came to 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 the Highbury and drew two all, and so Campbell got sent off, and it all just yeah, and Leeds were like the cherry on the cake, weren't they? Uh, in the clock end, the only podcast that likes to focus on the negatives and the positives. Ah, uh, we give it, <laughs> you know, we give it a solid, you know, three sixty degree review, um, looking at it from all yeah, angles. Absolutely. Do you know what's mad though? I had a quick look just before we came on as well, obviously thinking of like previous notable games and I struggled, right? Because there's such a big gap there. But I look back to our home game against them last season, uh, which was behind closed doors, which is always weird when you look back at those games, when you watch the highlights. It's just fucking horrible, mate. I don't know how we did it. You know, sitting in our houses, watching fucking fake crowd noise. One of the funniest things though was watching uh, whoever had control of celebration noise when they used to think there was a goal and they press the celebration noise. That was awesome. <laughs> that was probably the most entertaining part. Literally. Um, but we beat them 4-2 last season. Went 4-0 up. And Aubameyang got a hat-trick that day. Um, but there was ju- I just looked at the starting lineup, mate. It's actually mad, the transition which we've made. There were, you know, there's five players that day which I picked out. Leno in goal, David Luiz, Bellerin, Ceballos and Aubameyang. All started that game. That's mad, isn't it? And you look at, you know, the transition the club's gone through from a from a squad point of view. We really have trimmed the shite. Um, yeah, and, and yeah. replaced it with some... And that's 
Yeah. I forgot the, all about Danny Ceballos. He came, I saw him, he came on last night, didn't he? Yeah, he came on I last night, he, mate. As if he still plays for Madrid. I know, do he comes on. I mean, you can't do, blame him, mate. He's, he'll be coming like on him. as a sub. I do like him. Not very, not a great footballer, but you know, most notable moment for me, for him in an Arsenal shirt, though, is I don't know if you remember this. I think it was Brighton away, and I've seen this circulating again on social media. But there's a pass he makes. I think Lacazette's led on the floor, like pretending to be injured, which he loves to do. He's probably just knackered, to be honest with you. Um, He's having a nap. (laughs) Yeah, he's having a mid-match nap. Um, But then Sabios, he's like, is behind, way behind him, plays the ball at him. And then Lacazette literally kind of does a press up and the ball just goes through his legs. And it's, it's, an, I remember watching it at the time going, that's immense. It's not immense, that's but it, it, if you've never seen it, mate, honestly, I'll try and find that's it. Brilliant. I'll it on to you later. It's, it's one of those like, you're like, what the fuck? That's amazing. Definitely that's fluke. But anyway, that's, I think that's enough to do with Leeds. Um, should we move on to the next, next part of the podcast? I know how much you love, love the next bits that are coming up. Um, We'll go on to the On This Day match edition. It's going to okay. take us back to 1999, Steve. So this this is a tricky one. Um, but it's good because on the 5th of May, 1999, it was Arsenal 3, Tottenham 1 at White Hart Lane. The championship still looked possible. Um, however, Arsenal did falter in the next game. And Elka scored his 17th and final league goal for Arsenal in this game. Uh, Petit and Canu were the other scorers on this day. The Canu goal I always remember quite vividly. Um, uh, between the 20th of December and the 5th of May, we didn't lose a single game. These were the things we loved back in the day. We loved an unbeaten run, solid unbeaten runs back in the day. We just set records. We did. Yeah, we absolutely did. So you've had a few clues in there, but very quickly, mate, what was the starting lineup? I thought we didn't do that on the, on this. Oh, on we this, do. Uh, yeah, we do. Because I remember even last week, I say it every week, you love it. You do love trying to have a guess. And you did terribly last week, if my memory serves yeah, me Yeah, I right. did. This, this and also, you know, it's my, I was seven, uh, seven years old. Don't, look, excuses. So all I'm hearing here is excuses. He's having a quick Google. He's looking down. He's looking at his phone. Yeah. Oh, he's no, put it down. Look, get, no, he's not. Yeah. He's, got, he's found it. He's found it. <laughs> <laughs> so no, so, you know right? 1999, come on. Uh, David Seaman in goal. Just look down at his phone there for that. Yeah, that's correct. He's um, looked down again. So no, you can't look down. <laughs> Stop looking down. It's, it's not on. Oh, uh, he turned it off. Look, as he picked it up. Adams, it? Winterburn, Bowl, Dixon. Close. Is Keown in no there bold. instead? Yeah, Keown instead of Bold. Right. Yeah, that's solid. Uh, Vieira, Parler, Petty, Overmars. He's had a look here, lads. He's absolutely had a look here, but that's that's exactly spot on. Yeah, and then, and then Anelka, Anelka Burkamp. Yeah, mate. Oh, I want to see. Unlock your phone live in front of me and show me a screenshot. Yeah. I will. It was, yeah, so it was, he, uh, just to confirm, he's been looking at the uh, the Arsenal eleven. Uh, he got Steph, his his, his wife to be, to text it to him. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> No, not really at all. Not, we'll give it that's that was, mate, I'm gonna give you a massive credit. You absolutely bossed that out. You, you gave me a couple and the other ones you sort of fill in the blanks. Yeah. Like, uh, the sort of staple of those teams, you could sort of, you know, it wasn't much into, there was only a few, it was only a few sort of ins and outs. Um, yeah. So there you go, mate. 
Yeah, that's solid, mate. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of you there, mate. I mean, t- t- yeah, friends. Whoop-a. Yeah, I do know. <laughs> of course, I know where you're going. Not... I think you know. I'm in that that era. I think I've watched Friends Whoop-a. through about 40, 50 times at this stage, and yet I still put it on. But um, moving on to the next segment, then, because you've absolutely smashed that out of the park. Um, look, three-one. Don't fuck over Spurs, guys. Just going to put it out there. If you please. If the t- any of the team listens to this, which I'm sure they do, because we are Barry big times, repeat that on Thursday night. We'd all be very happy. Thank you very much. And so, player profile. Steve had to pick this week. He's picked his blinder as well, actually. And this week, yeah. we're focusing on Thomas Rizicki. Pascal Segan. Yeah, he said Pascal Segan taking the piss. Uh, just on this, actually, because I asked him the question earlier. He sent me a two and a half minute voice clip off the back of going, can you just pick a player... And obviously, as we'll come on to in a minute, pick a pick a you know shirt of the week. Two and a half minutes of um, it was the in- uh, changing his mind. <laughs> oh. It was the inside to my mind. It was like, and I was sat there looking up, going, "Who should I go with?" But basically, eventually... what is, best analogy for this, it would be like if I asked Nuno Tavares. Do you know what I mean? It was chaotic. Uh, so I feel like Nuno Tavares runs around in Steve's brain. Uh, especially when he's asked simple questions like this, to be honest with you. Yeah, so literally. there we go. So we picked Thomas Rosicki in the okay. end. Yeah. So Thomas Rosicki or Rosicki, however you want to call it. It's Rosicki. Yeah. So if you look at it, it is Rosicki. Um, obviously, Rosicki, if we're just giving it English. Yeah. Um, um, signed in 20, uh, 2006 from Borussia Dortmund. If I remember, he actually scored against Arsenal, didn't he, when he was at Dortmund? Can't remember, um, to be honest with you, but yeah, he was signed he for, for nine million, nine million pounds, yeah. whopping transfer fee whopping. in 2006. And then, and le- he actually was at the club for 10 years, which is mental. I know he was injured a lot, though. Oh, god, um, yeah, so he made 160 appearances. No, it was 246 appearances, scoring 28 goals, and getting 24 assists in total. Where in have you got your stats from? Transfer marks, mate. Come on. I've got I've got 170 on here. That'll probably be Premier League appearances. Because that would be about right. Can you oh, think yeah, cup competitions, yeah. Champions League. Premier League. Yeah, and he won two FA Cups along the way uh, in the 13-14 and 14-15 seasons. And he also added the Community Shield in 2014. As we just touched on, he had such a stop-start Arsenal career, didn't he? When you think he was at the club for 10 years... Um, he was very much one of those Emirates era players. Definitely goes down as a cult hero in my eyes. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think you'd be hard pushed to find anyone who doesn't love Thomas Wozitski. Um, mm. Just an Arsenal man. And I think, like you said before, like just a real shame. Like mm. you look for the years where he just didn't play at all because he was, he was plagued by injury so often. Um, and real, real shame, wasn't it? It really was. So quick, quick fire questions for you, which I'm going to do every week when it comes to players. Who did he score his first goal against? Oh, he was in the Champions League, wasn't it? And it was, was. an absolute rocket. I couldn't tell you. Who banger. Against, yeah, banger against Hamburg. Against. Right. I think it was the game where, because they were sponsored. Yeah, it was away. But do you remember when we, we wore Dubai? Dubai. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah. I never understood yeah. that, to be honest. But there we go. And his last goal was against? Was it Everton? It was. He's watched the goals before and definitely watched the YouTube video that I found as well. I pre- I pre- hey, you know, I, I prepare. I can prepare. You don't even prepare for the podcast. You 
<laughs> but no, that's fair play. They, I mean, to be honest with you, really, because he didn't score that many goals, right? 28 in 10 years for a player of his talent. As we touched upon, though, he was you know, hampered by injuries. And I'm sure if he didn't get them, he would have scored a lot more. But some of the goals he did score were absolutely Rockets. brilliant. Um, and a couple that spring to mind for me, probably one of my favourite... One of my favourite Arsenal goals of all time, actually. Um, it, it was, it's definitely up there in that sort of, that category. And that's Spurs away, very early on at White Hart Lane. These, these are very appropriate things that keep popping up, obviously, on this day, this particular goal. Again, if we can replicate this on Thursday evening, that would be absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, but I always remember that goal where it's fallen to him from, from Ramsey, I think. And he's absolutely special banked it into the far top corner and the camera angle obviously is on that side you knew it was in from the moment he hit it uh that is that up there is that one of the goals that you selected as well yeah that's 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 up there the actual thing when i think of thomas Riziki, uh the, the first goal that springs to mind is actually is two anfield because mm. i remember it being on i remember watching the game live on t on the bbc on the cut FA game Cup. yeah as mm. the FA Cup. i think Henri scored the other one we beat him three one i think and he scored two yeah absolute rockets like really nice goals and mm. it makes it look so effortless right um mm. so that's up there and then obviously the goal against Tottenham and there was that really, he scored that really good against Brighton I remember as well in the FA Cup and he scored yes. against Tottenham at, and he scored against a real nice goal against Tottenham at home I think in the Cup mm. nice little chip. was that in a 5-2 um, was that one of those 5-2 games I, or I, not? Was, I can't remember I think he did score in a 5-2 but I don't think it was that goal uh, but but we've had so many again if we can have another one of those, I'm just going to keep saying it. If we can have another one of those on Thursday one night. Of those. Yeah, please, yeah, yeah. Let, let's do. Another goal um, which definitely sprung to mind for me, and it was around the time, obviously, we all remember the team goal versus uh, Norwich, Jack Wilshere. Mm, but we had a similar, yeah. not obviously not quite as good, but we had a very similar one, um, which he scored uh, against Sunderland, which was lovely team goal. He's run through the middle and then just dinked it over the keeper uh, to finish it. So that was, uh, you know, those sort of goals, you know, that's Arsenal, isn't it? You know, we've seen yeah. him so many times, and that was always, you know, vengable. It was, you know, renowned. he was a class, wasn't he? I, lo I loved his like movement as well, like, off the ball, like the way he sort of mm. would run around the field. Like he was just a class player, mm. and like I said before, just injury just yeah. fucked him. Like he missed. Yeah. Like he was such a he was such a good footballer, and I think we really missed him. Like when you've got players of that quality out for long periods of time, like it's no, it's it's, it's no surprise. Well, when you, even when you look at it, right? So he was at the club for ten years. And in that time, and again, we look at the quality of the player. That's un, you know, it's unquestionable how good he was and the, the ability that he had. But when you look back, um, you know, at this, he only made two hundred and forty-six appearances in ten years. And even if you just look at league fixtures alone, that's you know, just league fixtures alone, that's three hundred and eighty games. So that gives you, you know, he's of just league football alone. He's already. You know, he's 140 short there or thereabouts, um, which is, yeah, that says it all really. And that just goes to show how many games he missed. I mean, we're not even throwing in Cup and Champions League, which was a regular thing back then. Um, so, yeah, when you actually look at that, I mean, it's, it is sad, isn't it? Because he is one of those players that we do look back on. And I think it's actually crazy that, you know, towards the end of his career, he was there when Sanchez joined. And obviously, he, he, you know, Sanchez went and took his, his shirt once he, he moved on to Slavia Prague. Uh, to go and finish yeah. his career. Yeah, it's, it's one of those. It's bittersweet. Um, but yeah, I think as we touched on earlier, 
you'd be hard find um, to to find a, an Arsenal fan who didn't didn't admire Thomas Rosicky and glad um, he won a few FA Cups as well, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely, and he played pivotal parts in those as well. I think he, he definitely. I don't know. I can't remember if he did start in the the final against Aston Villa. I think he might have done. To be honest with you, one of the most uncontested FA Cup finals of recent memory, by the way, um, that game against Aston. Boring as hell, but great. Great, Take but yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. How often do you get to actually watch any Arsenal game? Actually, these days, where you don't feel stressed out your fucking mind. Um, so Rarity, that, right? Yeah, it's rare, isn't it? So if you think we managed to get through a cup final stress-free, and uh, yeah, we can we can just enjoy that. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, vacuum, vacuum at the ready for Sunday, right? <laughs> Fuck, mate. Well, it's only, it's only a Dyson, mate. So you know, they, they Thursday, last for like twenty minutes. Thursday, you'll have the duster out. <laughs> Yeah, oh fuck it! I'll be in the, I'll be in the, I'll be in the garden, mate. Fuck it! I'm Washing the machine on. <laughs> oh my, honestly, just the the anxiety. Um, I don't get nervous, you know. Until until the until the game happens, I really don't get nervous. Very bizarre. I mean, look again. Mood could change a little bit after the weekend, but it could also go further fucking south. I might just put myself in bed, mate, and just not bother. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, but now look, we're. We're all going to put our fruit, uh, ourselves through the mill um, on Thursday night. Either way. But anyway, that's super Tom Rizitsky. Um, What a shout, Steve. Really appreciate that. There was another a really good um, crowd favourite, which you did hover over for a moment. Uh, we won't mention the name because we'll come up with him another day. But still, Tom Rizitsky. Um, yeah, an Arsenal cult hero, that's for sure. So just coming on to the final piece of the show today. Um, obviously, it was Steve's turn again. It's time to focus on shirt of the week. Um, and again, he deliberated on about five shirts before before he actually eventually decided to go with this one, which again, he's... I mean, look, choosing any Arsenal shirt is a good choice, right? Because it's an Arsenal shirt. But this one in particular is a little bit different. Um, he went for the 2011-12 home shirt. Uh, and as we all remember, that particular season, uh, it was the club's celebration of its 125th anniversary. So we decided to alter the crest a little bit for this one. So for those of you who can't remember, it was an all red design uh, with white trims, white sleeves, sorry, uh, with red trim down the sleeve. Uh, and that was pretty much it. And the, the club crest was all white uh, and it had some sort of fancy emblem uh, underneath. Didn't leaves, it? wasn't it? Yeah, like leaves. I mean, I probably should have had a really good look at it beforehand. I mean, I can look at it in my head, but it doesn't remember what it says. I think it just says, did it not say uh, the anniversary 125 underneath it, something like that? Forward. Forward? It says forward on it, yeah. Is that what it? it says just... under the badge. Mm. Okay, fair enough. And do you know what? This was around the time when, you know, shirt leaks weren't as frequent and sought after as what they were. But I do remember kind of getting a little bit excited about this because there were some really good mock-ups. And I have to say... With the club badge situation, I was a little bit disappointed when it did come out. As much as it's grown on me over the years, I just thought we could have gone with something a little bit more traditional for our 125th anniversary. There was one where it was just a cannon. With, it was like very similar to what we've kind of got now. It's just a cannon. And then it had a fly emirate sponsor, quite small underneath it. And the rest of the shirt was plain. You know, mm. if we're going to look at, you know, traditionals for such a big anniversary, I thought that would have been a good move. But that was what we decided to go with. And it was adorned on all of our shirts that season. What did you make of it, Steve? So I've actually bought bought the, bought the stats and the facts. Um, so did you know um, the the uh, oh I've, I've lost it. 
This, this, is how, this is how I had it, and then you were talking for ages, and then I was like reading something else about it. So, so the lightweight kit, fault, yeah. it mm. was um, it was the first time we had a heat press badge on, on one of our shirts, okay. and um, it was made it made up of thirteen reclaimed plastic water bottles. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, I did know that. Yeah, it was the uh, it was Nike's first environmentally friendly football kit. Um, so there's some stats for some facts for you. Um, as, as for the kit itself, I actually really like the badge. Um, I, yeah, I really it's I like this, the, I really like the white, and actually, like forget all the jazzy bits around the side. Just having that as a badge, um, it would have been cool if we'd have maybe had that kind of use that again because you could just have that right on on a home shirt. Um, mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't particularly like it, which is completely yeah, surprised because I'm. And I, mainly because I didn't really like, I like to have a white trim around the collar of the shirt. Yeah. Very, very sort of tradition in that sense. But apart from that, it was a classic kit, right? And I actually really like the badge with the. Yeah, it grew on me. It really did. I think the only reason I was disappointed is because of some of the mock-ups I'd seen previous. And I was like, oh, that would be really smart if we did it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was, was, a, it, was it, it was a nice shirt. And we had obviously the blue away shirt, which is, uh, which uh, uh, I like the home one, I didn't like at the time, but that's sort of grown on me over time. Um, the only issue, you know, how like you kind of you remember shirts to players, right? And obviously, everyone remembers that Omri goal. He came back and we beat Leeds one nil. Mm-hmm. But it was a, it was, it was, it was a, it was a, a difficult time with the club. If you remember, like Fabregas left, Nazri left, uh, Gail Clichy left in the summer, and that was somewhere where Arteta came in. Oxley Chamberlain, Javinho, Murtasaka, Santos. You know, there was a real sort of change in, in personnel. Because um, yeah. if you remember, we went to Old Trafford that season and got absolutely hammered. And then 18, we went out and yeah. panicked. Yeah, we went out and did a little bit of a panic buy. Um, so that was a shame, really, that kind of, you know, it, it was a real kind of big season for the club. And, you know, we lost some of our key players. And it wasn't so much about, challenge for the title that season as a, as more of kind of getting into the top four. Um, but, you know, a, a great shirt nonetheless. I think it's a shirt that sort of is a little bit underrated. It rarely sort of gets talked about. Um, people talk about classic Arsenal shirts. I think it sort of gets brushed aside and um, doesn't really get any attention. One of the mm. notable games I remember is beating Chelsea in it. When Andrew yeah, Santos scored an absolute classic. Yeah, yeah he, I think he ran, was it 5-3, wasn't it? Was, that was it that one? Tech, yeah, when John Terry slipped over, uh, that was a great. The, that was a for, great. Not game. for the first time. What a twat. I think we beat we beat Tottenham in that shirt as well. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think yeah, I do remember um, beating Tottenham in this one. Um, we should have a little look actually. Arsenal, two thousand. What was it? Eleven, twelve. Eleven, twelve. Five two. Quick looking. Yeah, it was a five it two. Was, yeah, because then Rizitsky did score. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought that was the game that kind of sprung to mind. Um, we were two 0 down. So that obviously that's a memorable game. Chelsea as well. So any particular goals that spring to mind in that shirt? There's not many that spring to mind for me, other than the uh, Henri five two. Obviously the Henri. Still one of the most glorious moments. Um, I mean, that's, it's got to be up there. One of the one of the greatest moments at the Emirates. Um, I don't know about that. I'm not sold purely Ooh. because, as great as it was, it was like it was only Leeds in the FA Cup. True. Like I think 
in the grand scheme of things. The only reason I think it's slightly, slightly pips the arse having Barcelona goal is because unfortunately the it didn't amount to anything in the end. Neither did, but you can say that about the uh, the Thierry Henry goal, to be honest with you. But I don't know, it's just something for me, you know, Thierry Henry was just fucking amazing, mate. And it was just, yeah. We had Yossi Banu in the team that season. Oh my God, yes, we did. We had, had it was just random players. We had some random players that season. Yeah, it's a mishmash, wasn't it, to say the least. Um, We finished, oh, we finished third that season, actually, on um, 70 points. Newcastle finished fifth. Tottenham finished fourth on 69. And Newcastle yeah. were fifth and 65. And City won the league. That was when um, Aguero, wasn't it? You know, Aguero in the last minute. Because Man that United season, is that that long yeah. ago? Yeah, City, City and uh, United finished uh, first and second on the same points. Do you know what's mad um, though? We also beat Blackburn Rovers that season, 7-1. Remember that? We, we'd always have a game once a season where you'd absolutely... Pull someone's pants down. Whether it was Middlesbrough, Everton, Blackburn, they just seem to happen. But nowadays, it's so rare you actually see results like that. Manchester yeah. City or Liverpool. But yeah, I'm just flicking through here. Yeah, there's some some good results. Jesus Christ! Oh, this is also the year where did we play AC Milan? And we were four 0 down in the first leg, and yeah. nearly, nearly I turned it so. around. But yeah, I mean, not bad. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling to remember goals from that season. I mean, look, it's a test of the memory when we do this. And I'm sure there's probably some listeners shouting, just going, how the fuck can you not remember that goal, you pair of pricks? Which, to be fair, we are. And you're right. Um, so yeah, we, we, we uh, you know, I completely agree with you if that's what you're doing. Just got, unless... just got the table here. Chelsea, oh, finished si- Chelsea finished sixth that season. And Liverpool, eighth. Mad. But li- li- Liverpool were... Bang average, mate, in the league for quite a while, remember. But the thing which always kept their pedigree high, mate, is they were always solid in Europe. Always. Yeah. They always have been, um, as they are showing once again. Um, you know, I think this is around the time they might have won a Europa League or UEFA Cup, it was probably called then. Um, but yeah, that's shirt of the week, 2011, 2012. 120th anniversary kit. So I think on, on that bombshell, mate, we could probably wrap it up there. Um, as so always, we've been going for a long time, so I think so. It does feel long. I mean, talking to you sometimes feels longer than it should, especially when you send me two and a half minute voice notes. Uh, but there we go. Uh, as always, we would just like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you enjoy your pre-match pint. If you enjoyed the show, please do leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. We really appreciate uh, appreciate it. It really gets us up those those rankings and makes our podcast more more apparent uh, to other listeners. If you would like to follow either of us on the major social media platforms, you can do so. Steve, I'm sure you know where he is by now, but he could be found on both Twitter and Instagram at in the clock end. And myself, you'll find me on Twitter at underscore the arse underscore and Instagram at the Arsenal shirts. But look, please keep an eye on our social media feeds for the next podcast, which will be post Leeds United. We hope it's a memorable one. And like I said many times, I hope we've got that five-point gap going into the North London Derby next week. But until then, look after yourselves, look after each other, take care, bye-bye.